We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what's up friends welcome back to another episode of the pack a day podcast i'm your host andy herman you can follow me on twitter at andy herman nfl thanks so much for being here today hope you're enjoying these deep dives as much as i am and today where you're going to be going over a very fun prospect in tucker craft the tight end out of the university of south dakota state he is a 6'5 254 pound tight end a redshirt junior who is going to turn 23 in november As far as his background goes, he was a high school basketball player, averaged 14 points, eight rebounds, and two steals in high school. Also was a running back in high school, which you can tell on his tight end tape. You can tell that he has some run after the catch background, and that came from his running back time at high school. He, you know, had a ton of yards, ton of touchdowns, and was really the focal point of their offense in high school, and that carried over incredibly well to his time in college. And then, as many of you have heard already, as he developed and he became better at South Dakota State, he actually received some big money offers to go play for high-end schools, including Nick Saban and the University of Alabama this past season. He decided to turn that down, stay at South Dakota State, ultimately won a national championship this past year, knowing he would probably still have a chance to go in the NFL draft, but that's just kind of the player that he is. He stayed loyal to his program. It paid off for him, and now he's a member of the Green Bay Packers. As far as statistically, in his career, he had 99 catches for 1,218 yards, a 12.3-yard average with nine touchdowns and 12 drops. In 2021, he had his best season with 65 catches for 780 yards, a 12-yard average, and six touchdowns. Athletically, a 9.68 relative athletic score, so 96th percentile athlete at all time at the tight end position, basically. Tested 70th percentile or better in every single testing metric save technically for weight where he was at 69.6%. You still get the point. He tested out athletically no matter where he tested. Short shuttle, three cone, 40 yard, 10 yard split, broad jump, the whole nine yards. Again, he tested amazing at just about everything. And his absolute best test was the broad jump where he tested in the 91st percentile. As far as athletic comps go, per RAS and their formula, his top comps at tight end, Travis Kelsey, Dallas Goddard, And then Dalton Keene, who's now on the Eagles, and Drew Sample, who's on the Bengals. But the first two, Travis Kelsey and Dallas Goddard. 
per mock draftable in their formulas. His most likely athletic comps are his, his most, um, I guess, just you know, comparative athletic comps. Dalton Keene, same thing, tight end for the Eagles. Luke Musgrave, the tight end now for the Packers. Todd Heap, which is a great tight end. And Daniel Bellinger from the New York Giants. And oh, by the way, Gronk. Unfortunately, it's not that Gronk. It's Dan Gronkowski, his brother, but that was the athletic comp there as well. So Dalton Keene, Luke Musgrave, Todd Heap, Daniel Bellinger, and Daniel Gronkowski on mock draftable. Travis Kelsey, Dallas Goddard, Dalton Keene, and Drew Sample on the RAS score side of things. So those were some of his athletic comps. From a PFF side of things, in 2020, a 63.8 grade, in 2021, an 85.0 grade, and in 2022, a 79.0 grade. All right, let's jump right in into the positives and negatives and the full scouting report. Again, this is from my observations on tape and what I saw from him. So the first thing, the biggest positive is that he has legit run after catchability. And if you listen to the Luke Musgrave one, what I mentioned with Musgrave is he has speed after the catch. He has juice after the catch, but he's not a contact balance guy. He doesn't run through tackles. He can't juke anyone out. He is just get the ball and run as fast as he can, which is still nice to have. It is finally nice that Green Bay has that speed with the run after the catch. They haven't had that in a while, but with Tucker Craft, he has legit run after the catch ability. He is surprisingly elusive. When you watch him, he's got a little bit of a bigger frame. Like if you watch Musgrave, like he's the taller, skinnier tight end that can get up the seam. Like Tucker Craft looks like your big, true, you know, traditional tight end. Todd Heap is actually, in my opinion, a great comp there. He's got a little bit more of that size, a little bit more of the rumbling run after the catch type, but he is surprisingly elusive. He will make a first guy miss from time to time, almost get sort of like skinny and he'll dip his hips and kind of get to the side and again, make somebody miss. So that elusiveness was very surprising as I watched him on tape. But more importantly, he can also run through your face. And there are multiple plays on tape where he is breaking through tackles, like two guys converging on on him at once, and he still breaks through and is able to pick up yards after the catch. Like there are some really fun plays where guys are trying to take him down and just can't get him down. He has that ability to not only elude from time to time, but more importantly, break some of those really important tackles as well. And I think the cool thing about his run after the catchability is, yes, you will see some of those broken tackles and he breaks tackles with power, but he also does so with really great balance. Like he stays, I don't know how he, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say it's like a low center of gravity, but he's got a really good center of gravity and he's just constantly on balance. And you just kind of see like players bounce off of him. That's exactly what you want to see out of your big tight end. And as I sort of alluded to, he's got a really great tight end build. This is more of your traditional tight end build. It's not the small skinny tight end or anything like that. He looks built like a tight end. If you were to look at him in a lineup, you would be like, that guy was born to play the tight end position in in the NFL. Like that is the type of build that he has. And then he adds on top of that, all of those athletic traits, right? So he's got speed, he's got power, he's got athleticism, he's got, you know, some change of direction, but he showed the athletic scores and the testing side of things, the explosive jumping, the broad jump, the vertical jump. He has great size, all of it. So great tight end build combined with great athleticism as well. I think the other thing that's really nice on tape is that he's got some real nice versatility. You saw him lined up as a H-back. You saw him lined up as a Y tight end. You saw him lined up as a move tight end. You saw him move, you know, put in a variety of different situations. They used him in a variety of different ways. They used him as a blocker. They used him as a lead blocker. They used him as a, you know, seam tight end, as a true, you know, traditional tight end, kind of as a bigger wide receiver at times. They used him on wider, I guess, tight end screens. 
They used them on some tight end sweeps and end arounds. They even used them in the like the Travis Kelsey quarterback sneak where he motions under center and does the QB sneak, but he's a tight end. Like he even did some of that. So they used him in a variety of different ways. And you love that he has some of that versatility in his background. Uh, he showed that he can make a ton of different catches, especially outside his frame. So he's got great body control as a wide receiver or as a receiver. He's also got great body control after the catch, like that that balance, that low center of gravity. Like he just constantly stays in control and you love to see that. We've talked about players that are constantly on the ground. That is not Tucker Craft. He stays up. He has that great center of gravity and he is able to stay through contact both as a receiver and again, and after the catch. Uh, He showed a variety of catches, as I mentioned, outside his frame. So he is plucking balls behind him. He's plucking balls up in the air. He is plucking balls from every single way that you could possibly imagine. So that is a awesome thing to see is that he can catch the ball. He's got soft hands. He does have some drops, which we'll get to more in just a moment, but you can see him catch the ball in a variety of different ways. One of my favorite aspects is that he can accelerate through the catch. Now, Part of those drops that we're going to talk about is him sometimes getting a little bit overzealous and kind of taking his eye off the ball and trying to accelerate right away. But there are also multiple plays where he catches through the catch, accelerates, and that's where he's really good through contact and staying on balance, breaking some of those tackles and picking up some really nice yardage you know, after the catch, which is going to be very paramount in this Matt LaFleur offense. He has the ability to stretch the seam and has those natural hands. So there are multiple plays on tape where he gets up the seam, a couple wheel routes that they hit him on. And when we talk about those tight ends that can stretch the field, there's a ton of value in that. So we already know Luke Musgrave has that ability. Now you've got Tucker Craft to do it. If you've got two tight ends that can get up the seam like that, that is going to give Matt LaFleur a ton of options as he's trying to throw up some pass plays. And like I said already with Luke Musgrave, I can promise you Matt LaFleur has been doodling in all of his meetings and figuring out ways that he can use these athletic tight ends at his disposal. I thought a couple things over this past season. We're going to get to some of the negatives here in just a moment, but I thought his route running got better as the 2022 season went along. I saw at the end of the last year, a couple more really crisp routes. There's times where he's rounding his routes off and we're going to get to the attention to detail stuff in a second, but I did think that his route running got better as the season went along. And I would say the same thing for his run blocking. Go watch the Montana State playoff game at the end of last year. He's always giving effort as a blocker, which is really, really great and exactly what you want to see. But it was a little bit more sound in the technique and he became a little bit more, um, how do I want to say like you could just tell he was more in tune with it as the season went along. And that Montana State game, I thought was a great example of that. And again, just overall, he continued to progress over the course of his final season and got better as a blocker and got better as a route runner. I think he can be used as a third down chain mover. This is going to be a player that Jordan Love looks to when it's third and five, third and six, and he needs a first down. I think Tucker Craft is going to be able to give him that. He's got, again, he's got that great body, soft hands. He made some contested catches, needs to get better at that. But overall, I think he's going to be somebody that moves the chains. And last but not least, from a positive standpoint, this is somebody who had a pretty significant ankle injury, came back from it earlier than what was expected and helped his team ultimately win a national championship this past season. So that is the type of toughness and just player that he is. He was trying to get back. Remember, if he doesn't come back for last season, I don't know, maybe he goes from you know the early third to the mid or late third. Maybe he gets into the fourth, but he was going to be a draftable guy no matter what. He didn't have to come back and play those games. He worked his butt off to get back, play in those games, and again, help his team ultimately win a national championship. Now, on the negative side of things, there is a lot to work on, in my opinion, for Tucker Craft. 
The weird thing for me is he has a little bit of a slow get off off the line of scrimmage. And why it's weird is it almost seems like it's like slightly intentional. Like he's just like giving like a half second to like let everything else develop. And then like, he's going to do his thing. And I, maybe it's not into it more likely than not. It's not intentional, but like, there's this like weird, like, I don't even know, maybe a quarter second delay where everyone else goes and he's just kind of like still there and then takes off. I don't know. It's it's a really weird thing, but there's just this slight like quarter of a second tick where it's just like everyone else is up off the line and he's kind of still down. So there's a little bit of a weird get off, a slight delay off the line of scrimmage. And that first step, that explosiveness, like how quickly you get off the line, that's really, really important in the NFL. So hopefully he can clean that up a little bit. I did see some mental mistakes. Now, to be fair, you know, he only had 11 penalties in his entire career, but on the tape that I watched, he had a bad holding penalty at one point, had a bad false start, but more importantly, this is where the drops come in. He had 12 drops in his career, and it is not due to his hands. He has great hands. He's got a great catch radius, has nothing to do with that. This is purely concentration and mental mistakes. So you just want to see him clean some of that stuff up. The penalties weren't atrocious, but he can get better in that regard. 12 drops. Like, I just want to see some of that stuff cleaned up. And I do think he will as maybe the game slows down from just a little bit more. But right now, everything's just a little bit too fast. And you just want to see him start eliminating some of those mental mistakes. Another thing is he's only had 48 pass pro snaps in his entire career in college. So he was not asked to pass protect very much. That's something that I'm sure is going to increase as he becomes a main tight end, probably in this Matt LaFleur offense. And one of the pass protection reps that I did see was in 2021 against Colorado State, and it was an absolute nightmare. So he is going to have to work on that pass protection, mostly because he just wasn't asked to do it. But also when he was, there was a lot of mistakes that were made in a couple of those situations. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I will say as well, while he is an effort blocker, he needs to do a much better job of staying engaged on those blocks. And just as a whole, his blocking was extremely sloppy and not technically sound at all. Now, that's not super uncommon for tight ends coming out of college, especially at a little bit of a lower level of play. But that just means that the learning curve might be that much steeper for Tucker Craft. And we're if we're just expecting that he's going to come in and be that wide tight end and be the starter there, there's probably going to be some significant hiccups along the way when it comes to blocking. Now, I love the fact that he was an effort blocker. I love that he seemed to care about it. Just like Luke Musgrave did, he hit his landmarks and got to his spots on the play where he needed to get to. There's stuff there to work with, 
but his technique, his hands, his footwork, his balance, he lowered his head and he would get off balance. Like that was the one time he got off balance is he would lower his head and guys would just kind of pull him forward and throw him to the ground. He would get thrown around by lighter players, which can't happen. So that is something that he is going to really have to work on. And listen, 98.9% of tight ends that come out of college have a ton of work to do on their blocking technique. So this isn't totally abnormal, but I do think it is going to be something that hits him pretty smack dab in the face as he goes from South Dakota State to the NFL, where these guys are extremely technically sound, are going to know how to abuse him as a blocker. And if we saw that he was getting beat at times and thrown to the ground at times from lower level competition who were smaller than him, he's going to be in for a very big surprise as he now is all of a sudden going against edge rushers and linebackers at the NFL level. Like I said, there's going to be a learning curve there. Uh, I think the lower level of play is also worth noting here. And a couple things. A, this is not like a C athlete who looks like an A athlete because he's playing at South Dakota State. We know from a testing standpoint that this is one of the most athletically gifted tight ends in the history of football, no matter what level or league he's playing at. As a NFL tight end, he is extremely athletic still. So this is not your you know, small fish in a small pond where he, now he's all of a sudden going, or even a big fish in a small pond where now he goes to the NFL and he just is a fish out of water for some really lame analogies, some really lame fish analogies to make it even worse. But I do think there is going to be, even though he has all that athleticism, and even though we know that this is a little bit of a projection as he makes the step to the NFL, as it is for most rookies, I do think that what happened a lot of times in college and playing at South Dakota State is he is so big and so fast and so physical and so athletically gifted that he didn't have to learn the finer points of the game. He could go and block the guy ahead of him just with effort and just by pure natural talent. He could separate from guys at that level just by pure natural talent. He didn't have to learn how to be deceptive as a route runner. He didn't know how to, you know, how to, you know, manipulate defenders with his eyes and with a head bob and those sort of things. He didn't have to learn how to get his hands inside and how to jar a defender back. And like I said, the real technical aspects of the game. He didn't have to do any of that because he was just better. Like he was so talented and so gifted that just by giving the effort, which is great, you want to see that effort, you want to see the talent, you want to see the athleticism. Those are all positive things. But in a way, because he was playing at a little bit of a lower level with all of those gifts, he just didn't have to learn the nuances of the position quite as much. And that's why I think there is going to be a fairly steep learning curve as he gets to the NFL. In addition, he also fought some ankle and knee injuries throughout his career. So that'll be something to kind of keep an eye on. Did have a couple of different injuries there that made him miss some time throughout the course of his career. Um, I did want to see him be a little bit more um, you know, we, we talked about him being really explosive in the jumping phase. I didn't see him really have some of those. Like, in fact, I saw Jaden Reed have more jump ball opportunities and more like air and like impressive jump ball catches than I saw to Tucker Craft, who's, you know, six, five and has this great athleticism. I want to see him be able to be used a little bit more in those situations. Just because it didn't show up on tape doesn't mean he can't do it, but I want to see him go up and get balls with a little bit more veracity and, and intensity as he does get some of those opportunities. And then, 
then as well, there's there's not a ton of deception there as a route runner. So we kind of talked about that, the route running skills and just him needing to be a little bit more of um, you know, attention to detail, more nuanced at the position. There's no real deception. You can like NFL defenders are going to be able to tell what he's trying to do, and now he's not going to be able to win quite as much with just that pure raw athleticism. As far as what he can bring to Green Bay, he has that incredible athleticism as a tight end. So regardless of what level he played at, that raw athleticism still has the potential to carry over in the NFL. There's a reason Travis Kelsey and Dallas Goddard show up as his first two comps on the RAS athleticism board. He, he has that type of upside athletically as a tight end. He has true run after the catch ability with the ability to break tackles. He is a chain mover, meaning he can move the chains on third down. He has the ability to be a true wide tight end. He has great versatility. He has tenacity as a blocker, and he has every opportunity this season to become tight end number one. That said, I do think this player is a little bit of a project, and I do think it's going to take some time, and I would highly recommend being a little bit patient as Tucker Craft makes that transition to an NFL tight end. My final thoughts on Tucker Craft really love the upside, really love what I think he can become as a player. He has all the talent in the world to be an all-world tight end in the NFL, but now he needs to become a professional. He didn't have to be that at South Dakota State. He just didn't. He was too gifted to have to really learn how to really play the position. And now I think that is going to catch up with him a little bit because now he's going to see all those freak athletes across from him and he can't just win with effort because those guys are going to give effort and they're more technically sound at the position from a blocky or from him blocking them standpoint. And as a route runner, those linebackers, those safeties, who's ever guarding him, they're going to stick with him a whole heck of a lot more than the players facing him at South Dakota State. That's going to be a learning curve. He's going to have to learn how to get open and that's going to be a major change for him. So all the talent in the world, it's going to be a little bit of a project. I think I would preach patience and now it's time for him to ultimately become a professional, which is for 95% of rookies, right? They are raw athletes. They are college players that need to learn how to become true professionals at the position. That's going to be the challenge for Tucker Craft at, as I've mentioned, one of the most difficult positions to learn in the NFL because you have to learn all of the route tree. You have to learn all of the blocking assignments, all of the blitz pickups, all of the audibles, the offense, just all of it. There is a ton to learn for a tight end. Tucker Craft is about to understand exactly what it takes to be an NFL tight end. And we're going to see if he sinks or swims at the position, love the talent, love the upside, but expect a little bit of a learning curve there. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you so much for joining me. Always appreciate you. Be right back here tomorrow with an all new episode, but until next time, and as always, go Paco. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.